Hello and welcome to the National Association for Primary Education podcast. My name is Mark Taylor and I'm delighted to be joined by Peter Cancel. Hi Mark. And Peter is the Information Officer um, for NAEP um, and I'm one of the National Council members and as you would have heard from our initial episode, um, this is a, a little bit of an explanation, a little bit of an exploratory kind of podcast where we can start to talk a little bit more about the sorts of things that NAEP's involved in and the sorts of things that you can help us um, focus our energies on as we move forward into um, into the future. So, um, Peter, how would you like to get us going and what would you like to talk about first? Well, there's, there's lots of things going on for us at the moment. We've, we've been involved in uh, two or three campaigns Um First and foremost, probably um, linked to the more than a score campaign to to to, to try to uh, bring some sort of sense to the whole issue of assessment and and whether children should be assessed in the in the way that they are and whether schools should be judged on that. Um, particularly, again, looking at phonics. We've just recently we've looked at phonics and about the nonsense words that are used and whether children should be judged. Um, as failures, if they can't read nonsense words, if they can't read all the words in their phonics test. I mean, there are children across the country at the moment who are um, having to, to resit that in year two um, because they have, didn't quite understand what some of the words were. I, I, it saddens me. Anyway, don't let me start on that. We've got lots of other things. Um, we've, we've been involved in a whole, whole range of different different campaigns this year and and the future is even more exciting so one of the things that peter and i did and very recently was actually go and attend a 3d printing event at the nec which was just a wonderful thing to see because mm. while i while this had been in my experience in terms of knowing about these things and there's certainly one at, at one of our children's school um actually just some of the things they were actually able to produce was was amazing really i i was astonished i mean the the vast array of things that were there and most of them way beyond my my comprehension but that but it was quite clear to me that our children the children in our primary schools and our schools today are going to be directly involved in these processes they're going to, it's going to be part of their lives in the way that you know the ordinary printers are part of our lives you know i and the way that technology is part of our lives and so we need really to make sure that they are familiar with them as familiar with them as as we are with telephones i think and, and certainly in terms of the range of things that we've been involved in, as you said, there was the more of a, um, more than a score, but also I know that you've personally been involved in some um, projects relating to sun cream and sun care and, um, and even with things involved in terms of the, the cleanliness of toilets and that sort of thing. So we do really sort of cover a whole range of issues, everything related to children from, as it says on our website, um, from zero to 13. It's almost like being a head teacher going from cleaning the toilets, <laughs> slapping on the sun cream, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it is, it's, you know, these are issues which th there isn't a route for them. You know, there is nobody that in a school that has the responsibility for keeping the school toilets clean, except the cleaners who are there maybe at the end of the school day after all the children have gone. And, you know, and the astonishing thing for me was to discover that, you know, how many thousands of hours are lost of, of learning hours are lost because teachers and, and teaching assistants are having to, tie, to to clean up children who've had accidents or whatever who don't you know don't really know how to use the toilet yet um, 
and that's always been the case in early years i think there have been some children that have come to school with you know that that lack of of personal hygiene um but it seems to be that it's increasing and so you know a campaign to try to make people more aware of this and to get better hygiene in the schools um you know i thought was really worthwhile and, and as we got further along the line what we discovered was that that actually there are older children who don't go to the toilet in school they, they're, they're just so disgusted by the facilities that there are or they're so worried that they might be bullied perhaps in the school toilets you know that they just avoid going to the loo and that can cause you know quite serious health problems as well so it, you know you can you can see from us talking already that we you know we as we said we're covering so many different areas and there are things that people come to us as an organization to ask our opinion on um and for us to comment on and um and so we have to be quite sort of flexible in um in terms of, of doing these things and and as information officer i guess you're the person who is sort of on the front line of exactly what happens with these types of things Yes, it usually ends up coming to me. And this is a role that I've only taken over this year because we've been very well served in the past by by John Coe, who, who um, has, is one of our most senior people, or he's our most senior person, I suppose, who's been involved with NAPE since its in, inauguration. Um, and John was always able to give opinions, but he finally felt that it was time for somebody else to take over so um, he handed the baton over to me um, and it's been an, an interesting and steep learning curve to discover quite how all these things work. And one of the things the organisation does is we do have some um, media releases and position papers um, which if you're a member you can um, you can come across and see and, and they are available for people to scrutinise and uh, and to have a look at um, and and it's really important, isn't it, sometimes that people sort of really understand, I guess, really the, the, the sorts of things that, that really are important to people. And I think what you touched on before is really key in lots of ways is the fact that, you know, a lot of things we hear about in terms of testing and we hear lots of things about maths and lots of things about English and, and how it affects our children. But actually, probably the day to day stuff is just as important. And 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 those are the things that we're also in, involved with as well. So uh, I think it's good for people listening to understand that that, that sort of range of things that we do. Um, one of the other things which is really important to to understand as NAEP itself, is the fact that it actually has a, a national council um, of members. And so everything always gets filtered through this national council in terms of the types of events that we might be involved in, the types of things that we need to agree on, and the types of things that we want to get out into the world. Um, and so, and we meet three times a year um, as an, a national council and as an executive committee, which also then speaks as well. So can you speak a little bit about how that works and, and how that enables us to run um, as efficiently as possible. It's it's always reassuring when someone tells you that you meet three times a year because it always seems a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> Things are just changing, actually. We're just moving into a new phase. Um, but, but in the past, what's happened is our national executive have met. Um, people have tabled various views about things um, and made reports to the national council and then those reports get passed on to, sorry to, to the executive and then the reports get passed on to the national executive na national council um, we're now just moving to a point where we we just it seems silly to be going through the whole thing twice um, for the people that are writing reports so we're now using the national executive uh, more as a sounding board more as a as a place where we can discuss things and we can we can um, get the, the senior members of the council, perhaps one, one could call them, um, to, to 
discuss the various opinions about the topics of the moment or about existing concerns, you know, concerns like assessment, concerns like budgets and so on. And um, and then having formed those opinions, we will then be able to, to take those to the National Council. Um, the exciting thing from, from my perspective is that we've moved this year to a, to a position where we are, we've invited some um, associate members of the National Council, some people who weren't able to commit to being full members of the National Council, who had been in the past, but whose time's been taking up with other things, are still linked with us by being associate members and we, we still take their opinions on things, although they might not come to meetings. But we also have some new associate members as well who are the winners of um, our national competition uh, for young teachers to write an article for Primary First, our, our journal that we publish. And uh, those two young teachers that have written the, the, award, the winning essays over the last couple of years um, are joining our council and we're looking forward to working with them because it's very easy with bodies like ours to age. <laughs> and it's important probably at this point to actually get across in terms of, of the sorts of people involved in, in, in the National Council. So either we have we have head teachers, we have ex-head teachers, we have people specialising in early years, um, we have people in um, lecturing in universities, um, and um, myself, of course, I've got a musical background and an education through teaching music rather than specifically a classroom um, teaching. And as you said, we've got two associate people that are, are just coming on board now that um, hopefully will give us a, an even different perspective of what it's like on the front line coming into the profession, which I think is a really key thing for us to be working with. Um, and, and, and so we've got quite a lot of strength in depth and, and, a, and a lot of experience and, and a lot of understanding of, of, of how education is now, but also how it relates back and I think maybe how it might relate to the future. And I think the sorts of conversations that we're able to have with the media and the sorts of conversations that we have with ministers and we're, we're apolitical, we know we're not a political party in any sense of the word so um our standing point is to have children first you know actually to make sure that every child from zero to 13 actually has the opportunity to live their life as they should do at their appropriate age rather than just preparing us for the future and i think that's probably the key thing for people to understand that it's the child first is is our starting point for everything exactly exactly and and did you say talking talking to ministers i'm i'm very pleased that that two or three of us in fact from, with various different hats because what happens is that people that sit on a national council also are representing other bodies as well quite often um and um and robert young who's our, our interim chair uh also represents naptech and he and and i and possibly one other an early years person wendy scott will be attending the next all-party parliamentary group meeting in uh, at westminster uh, to discuss about about the, the way forward for schools and for teaching particularly and teacher recruitment i think is on the agenda there and I think that really just shows that breadth we were talking about before, you know, from talking mm. about putting on sun cream to, to having meetings at that kind of level. And that's, um, yeah. that, that's, a, that's a really key thing. Um, you touched earlier about um, Primary First. Um, and as you said, that's a publication yeah. you get when you're a, you're a member. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, it's, it's actually probably the best publication for 
primary schools for just looking at the issues, but also looking at what the real um, the real practice that's happening in schools uh, is, that's going on. We have articles which are written by practitioners, articles that are written by academics, and articles written by interested professionals, um, and they're usually very accessible. It's a colourful publication. It's published in in you know high high quality format um and the electronic version of it goes out to every school in the country so there are 21,000 e-zines out there i noticed that the latest one was issue 22 was published electronically um about a week ago so it is it's out there and available um, and I, I think it's available through something called issue which is um IWSW, which is an electronic um, app for phones, and um, and and it's called um, our magazine is Primary First, our journal. It includes also an insert, has done for the last year or so, an insert from ASPI, which is the Association for Study of Primary Education, which is a which is a totally academic group who who are look at it from from a, a technical point of view um, we've enclosed articles from them for the last year or so um, which has been an interesting departure for us because ours have been much more accessible and theirs are obviously much deeper intense uh, articles uh, and so it's been an interesting marriage of the two i think that the potential for people to write for primary first is very exciting and we are always happy to receive articles from practicing teachers uh, and people who are interested in education um, and and our editors and editorial board are quite happy to consider anything that comes in that's great so the the best way really to get in contact with us is um and to find that information is actually to go to the show notes of this podcast yes. um and and through there you will get the chance to to leave a comment to to contact me directly which i can then pass on through to everybody um and and that's really how this podcast is going to work the podcast is going to give us the chance to be fairly nimble in terms of responding to things that you need um and also we're really keen for you to get in contact with us to tell us what you need because one of the things that we'd like to be able to do more often is to actually um look at things which are on your radar at the moment you know whatever that happens to be whatever part of your learning or, or your work life is if you're involved in schools in that way is just get in contact with us tell us what you're struggling with tell us what you'd like help with or maybe where you just like a little bit of clarification and that might be subject related it might be um, a way of working related it might be a relationship with another member of staff generally um, that we can, we can work through and support you with you know we're here for you that's the most important thing and and so please do feel free to get in touch and what we can do is we'll start setting up some events specifically for some of those things in the forms of um, of live video and webinars and that kind of thing so we can yeah. actually really really um, help you in specifically for what it is that you need rather than just what we think you need which I think is a really important factor. I mean this is a big leap for us it's, it's, it's taking our organisation further forward than we've ever been and I, th I think that, that the potential for us to respond to and to and to connect with you the, you the audience you the, the people who are in schools out there children children's parents and teachers and governors and quite often grandparents as well we forget that a lot of grandparents are very closely linked to their, their grandchildren's schools all of those people 
who, who are listening to this, um, you know, we are connecting more closely with, and I think that's fantastic for our organisation. And I should also probably mention at this point, again, I will have mentioned it um, in the first episode as well, that um, NAEP have decided very kindly and generously to sponsor the Education on Fire podcast network, of which this podcast is now part of. Um, And one of the very exciting things about this is the fact that we can give you lots more content and lots more insights um, under one umbrella. Education on Fire, which was my first podcast, has themed seasons um, subject related. So I did um, a season of um, computing. I've done a season of music. Um, The PE season is about to start um, literally during this um, recording time, during October. So there's lots of different things you can do. and, And the second podcast under this umbrella is Learning on Fire. And that's much more specifically focusing on how we can support students in their overall learning, how parents can support their their, their children in terms of, of the, the learning experiences they need to grow and take them in whichever direction that is. So we've got lots of different focuses that we can actually support you with under the Education on Fire podcast network umbrella. But NAEP is integral to this, both in terms of this particular NAEP podcast, where we can be very specific about what we do, but the overall um, educational arching, which covers all of those things as well. So one of the most successful things that's come out of, of NAEP in, in previous years is the, the Festival of Voices. And this is a, this is a season of, of concerts, really, which um, currently is happening in Oxfordshire. In the past, it's happened um, in large venues around the country. It's happened at the Albert Hall. It's happened in Wembley. Um, and I went to see um, one of the concerts in Dorchester Abbey last year, and it's such a wonderful event. They just got this particular concert had nine schools. Um, children sang beautifully. They had the opportunity, obviously, to be singing to parents and grandparents and friends and family um, in an ideal setting. And it really just had that opportunity of of giving them something um, on their doorstep, relatively, because it's a relatively local event, but at the same time with a real sense of quality. And I think the arts and and how that is um embedded in school i think is something which um we have spoken about recently in in meetings and certainly something that's very close to my heart as a musician as well and and how we can really support schools to embed that um going forward yeah it's it's interesting you say that because as it happens you don't know but but the oxfordshire festival of voices was my introduction to nape um being having been an oxfordshire head teacher uh the school that i joined um was already involved in the Oxfordshire um, Festival of Voices and going to the National Festival of Voices, which at that time was at the Albert Hall. Um, and it was a fantastic opportunity, you know, an opportunity for those children and, and for teachers and head teachers and parents to feel proud of their children. Um, but a, a joyous occasion, absolutely joyous. And I'm so pleased that, that Oxfordshire have continued it. Um, sadly, um, we haven't been able to run the, the, the national events uh, over the last couple of years, but we're hoping that we can actually revive things and things can can uh, get back to where they were. Um, so people are working on that now. And I know that Mark's very keen, you're very keen to, 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 to do this, Mark, aren't you? And that events like that, there isn't anybody else that's, that, that, that manages to bring so many schools together. And I think it's exciting that we can do that. I think that's true, and I, and I think there, there was something about the purity of that particular event. I mean, I know there are the the very sort of large arena events that go on, um, 
and I'm sure many of you listening may well have taken part in those, but there was something very nice about the purity of being able to hear the children live, um, not mm. through speakers and, and microphones and that kind of thing. And I think mm. that combination of large scale, but also um, intimacy as well, where you can literally see the, the whites of the eyes of the children too in a beautiful mm. setting, I think has something very... Um, very important to actually for us all both as as teachers as parents and also for the children as well one of the things i'm working on specifically at the moment is um primary music on fire um and that is going to be a music membership site which also comes under the the sponsorship of nape as well um and and this is literally going to be the starting point for those teachers who find themselves being music coordinators or having to do music in school with very little training or or little confidence maybe that needs some support in that um, this is going to be live very, very soon, and the idea is that we can literally take you one step at a time in terms of how you even set your classroom up to begin with, you know, talking about rhythm and pitch and singing, as well as actual lesson plans that take you through how to do recorders and ocarinas and samba and, mm. and how you then get funding for some of your wider opportunities um, and first access things um, and, and get instrumental lessons in and how you organise performances and, and, and all of that kind of thing and everything around it as well. Um, so and the main thing about it being a membership site is not only do you get the trainings in these things but I and Carol Aviard who's part of this is going to actually be able to be on hand to actually answer your questions and actually be very very specific about what we can um, support you with when, when you come up with questions and I think that's the the most important thing for all of the things we've been talking about today is the fact that you know we are real people actually really invested in actually supporting you in the things that you need mm. yeah and 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 it is as you know i recall you know when i was a young teacher i can still remember that far back you know it's it's those things it's 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 music it's it's perhaps pe or art or drama you know that 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 you get a very very tiny amount of of knowledge about when you when you're training um and now is you get even less instruction now i think um you know which which are quite daunting and someone to hold your hand i think if we can do that that, that's a great service that we're offering so there will be some really interesting things that are are going to be developed around that and also um if you are a member of nape um then there will be a discount for that membership site as well so that's one of the other Mm. things that we're going to be focusing on is actually if you are a member of nape it gives you um an introduction and um and so many ways of getting involved in other things even if it's a purely financial um incentive in terms in terms of having money off or actually just a, a a doorway into a into into an event a little bit like we did a a computing and and, um, ICT event uh, a couple of years ago which was a great success and we had some fantastic speakers there and some people exhibiting and um, and I think as we start to plan some more of those in the future that being part of this organization just opens up this whole world that we're going to give you information and and support you in in ways that you're not just going to get from a normal CPD session. Yeah and and you will correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, but I'm pretty sure that if you are a student, that NAPE membership is free while you're a student. And I think that's still the case, isn't it? It is absolutely the case. There's yep. um, there there is a way of of joining on 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 the NAPE um website and the best way to to find out about nape and exactly what what's available if you go to educationonfire.com which is where all of the podcasts are going to be hosted and if you go to the home page there's a click through there which tells you all about nape and what and what's available to you and then there's another click through about how you can actually join and i, I can just tell you now just so that um pe- people are aware in terms of what's involved 
Um, it is free if you're um, if you're training. Um, it's only fifteen pounds if you're an NQT. Um, as an individual, it's only thirty pounds per year. Um, so it's incredible value, but it just enables us to be able to support all these things we've talked about today. Um, for you to be in a position to sponsor and us to get the word out and support you in all the all the different ways that we can through the range of podcasts, through putting on events, um, from being influential in the education world at the highest level in terms of really trying to support you to get all those things that you talk about in schools and all those things you talk about with your 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 children in whichever form that comes that we can actually try and support to get some of these things changed if it's indeed things that you we collectively feel is needed um and and at the same time give you some kind of things which you can look forward to as well you know it's not just about changing things which are already here it's about actually creating and developing things which we would like things to look like and that's actually something which should be our focus as we move forward in terms of being able to give you the things that you want and that's the way um the arts and things like the festival of voices are able to do that in terms of expansion and the sorts of ways that we can move forward so Thanks so much for chatting, Peter. I think we I think we, we we've covered a, a large amount of of what's available for NAPE. And as we move forward, please get in contact. That's the most important thing. Um, you can find us on Twitter. We are NAPE, which is on our handle is n underscore a underscore p underscore e. Um, you can find us there. So if if you can send us um, just a quick message through there, um, that will be great. It'd be great to hear what you think. Um, and as we said, if you go to the show notes of this particular podcast, then you'll be able to leave a comment and, and let us know what you think and, and anything you want to do. So the home for all of that is educationonfire.com. Click on the homepage. You'll see podcast episodes. If you click on there, you'll see the NAPE bar come up. Click on there and that'll give you access to all the episodes as they become live and you'll be able to subscribe in whichever podcast platform you use and also listen to on the website so please share this with as many people as you think would be really interested and as we said it covers head teachers teachers parents um, everyone involved with children from birth to age 13 and um, we look forward to to bringing you some more things in the future thanks for listening